I personally spent at this point in the order of hundreds of hours sitting with, talking with, and working with professionals in the insurance industry. To be able to build an AI system that solves a real industry problem, you have to become somewhat of an expert yourself. I'm really happy today to be speaking with Tom Vicruta. He is the co-founder and CEO at Evolution IQ. Welcome, Tom. Nice to be here, Josh. I think you're doing some really interesting things and you've got a very interesting background. So maybe you can uh, start out by sharing a bit of that background and how it led to you uh, helping to found the company. Sure. So I'm an immigrant from a communist country. <laughs> I've always been obsessed with computers. I started my career really as a child hacker. I ran a multi-line bulletin board system in the early internet days. I spent a lot of time in uh, entertainment initially doing research, you know, innovative, cutting-edge work. I spent about almost 10 years at Google, where I focused on core infrastructure. Uh, eventually, you know, I started wondering, is there a use case for this amazing technology outside of digital advertising? And now, you know, we discovered this use case with insurance, which is this really exciting data set that, you know, describes a human body. We deal with, we deal with bodily injuries. And so we got started there in 2000, 2018. Great. So maybe you could just elaborate on that and, and, and kind of how uh, the company fits, you know, overall into the insurance landscape, innovation landscape, insure tech landscape. Sure. So we're a technology provider and we've built the world's first claims guidance system. What we found is that spe specifically bodily injury insurance is incredibly complicated. You know, you're a carrier and you've got thousands or tens of thousands of injured workers in your book of book of claims, right? And each injured worker is just this incredibly complex array of information. You know, it's like a novel and it takes somebody with a medical degree to really understand what's happening inside of these claims. The other problem is that there's just way too many claims. You know, we have examiners handling as many as 70 claims per day. You know, they have hundreds of injured workers that they're dealing with at any given point. And so what we do is we help them understand specifically which claimants they should be working with on any given day to maximize the best outcome for that claimant, for the client, you know, for the employer, and of course for the carrier. Is there an evolution of this where there are certain things that can, can be handled completely by the technology? Yeah. So. The way we see this is the future of guidance is there's going to be tasks that are never done by computers. Computers will never pick up a phone and call an employer. On the other hand, selecting from 20,000 injured workers which claimant you know you should speak with today, understanding what does a good outcome look like for somebody that has been dealing with you know this lower back pain for three months and they've talked about a potential surgery. You know how do we get them back to work? Maybe just to step back a little bit, you know, given the, the the sort of variety of different use cases you've worked on, not just in insurance, you know, what's fundamentally the same and, you know, what's what's unique about working in this industry and how you bring a use case to bear uh, in the way you have? I guess the similarity is that every actual real industrial applied data science project is really challenging, really hard, and it's nothing like anything we've done before. So for our whole team, 
team, which came from Google, from Bloomberg, from Facebook. This is our first time building a model like this. Where is that balance between sort of the user experience, regardless of whether it's an internal user or, you know, there's people who obviously are doing things externally to to policyholders and 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 and, and other people shopping for insurance products, but um, you, you know that, and then the core, you know, technology and and and, and the algorithm algorithms and the data, you know, how. Do you have to spend equal time on both, or can you have a great user interface and an okay backend, or a great backend yeah. and a mediocre user interface? Like, where would you put your chips? This problem of having adoption of AI, it's so hard that you really have to treat the user interface as a first class problem, and you have to treat the data as a first class problem. Um, there is no shortcut. So, we have dedicated teams world-class teams that do nothing but build that you know, user platform and do nothing but build that ML data platform and also a team that is doing nothing but data quality and stability and um, drift. And, and, and so in trying to you know, manage that and, and, and build your team, how, how do you sort of allocate your time and you know, what you said you've spent you know, hours and hours and many members of your team have spent hours and hours, but, you know, how, how do you spend time? And, and, and honestly, are, are there lessons you learned from, you know, your prior companies or in leading teams yourself there and best practices in those organizations? You have to hire really smart, really creative people and give them lots and lots of room to breathe. You know, give them lots of room to explore, make mistakes, try different things. That's how you achieve the best outcome. You can't structure this too closely. And so looking forward, you know, where does the product roadmap go? So we're making a big investment right now in workers' compensation. You know, we're understanding the world of provider data. Uh, we're understanding procedure codes and just getting overall better and better at that ability to act like an expert medical doctor and being able to help partner, you know, with the various teams at the carriers and help them understand what does a great future for each individual claimant look like and where should you spend your time. And so as you look to build that product roadmap and scale this business, you know, what, what does it take to really scale up? Scaling requires a couple of things. First of all, you need to be able to ingest and use as much of the data as possible. The other thing you need is you need a platform that is truly uniform. So internally, what we've done is we've built what we call a common data format. And so to our team, to our machine learning team, every carrier's data set looks, looks the same. What about, you know, sort of taking feedback from the marketplace and, you know, the users or other, other people who, who may be targets for the future use cases, uh, product roadmap, excuse me. Yeah, so we have a, we have a client strategy team that meets with all of our customers once or multiple times a week. And they have conversations about, you know, what is going well, what is not going well, what do you see new opportunities? And that gets fed directly back to our product engineering teams. And what do you typically need from, you know, the client side or the prospective client side to achieve success, number one? And number two, to the extent that you've seen people fail um, in either trying to build these products out or implement them you know, have there been any commonalities that you've seen 
to that? What we need from them is buy-in. We need them to be excited and believe that this will have a major impact on organization. You know, we have the case studies, you know, we can show them the ROIs we've had with other clients, but this is the most important thing. As long as they're bought in, we get to a very, very successful place and it happens pretty quickly. You know, everyone has concerns about black boxes and those sorts of things. And I know I happen to recently have talked to a couple of different companies that are sort of coming in from a governance perspective and trying to provide technology or other solutions to, to vet AI and ML. So how, how do you handle that? Yeah, so, so a couple of things. Uh, first of all, we have invested heavily into an explanations framework that speaks to the examiner's language. So we never give black box predictions with some numerical score. Now you can see medically, why is this claimant being referred for you know, a utility review? We also are very careful to not interpret any information that is biased. Um, you know, we only ingest information that is non-biased, which means our systems are automatically going to be less biased than humans, right? Humans, we're all gonna be biased in our heads, right? That's not the case with machines. So our goal is really to continue bringing down the bias here. Um, and finally, you know, we, we do work with uh, a legal team who do have legal opinions that describe, you know, why the system is, uh, you know, is fair and it, it is, you know, proper to use in this environment. Maybe just broadening out a little bit, the insurance industry as a whole, you know, how do you maybe see the future of the industry being impacted or, or, or maybe how this technology reshapes the future of what an insurance company looks like? So broadly speaking, you know, we believe it's inevitable that this is the future. You know, the future is going to be humans guided by machines. We don't see a future where the insurance industry is doing things they're doing it today. The data itself we know is only going to grow and it's like exponential growth. So the systems will become better and better over time. We see in five to 10 years that every carrier is going to have a very heavy guiding strategy or they're not going to exist. You know, it's going to be possible for them to compete without this kind of technology. It'll be just such an unfair disadvantage if they don't have it. What would you say to get more people excited to go into the industry, whether they're in other industries today or coming right out of school and, you know, build build a career working in data and in technology and insurance? Yeah, so this is an easy one, and I love talking about this. When people think of insurance, they think of like, you know, loss history, they think of financial data. It's not the case, right? Like our company is working with super interesting healthcare data. These are very detailed describing the journeys of people's lives through these difficult injuries and illnesses, you know, and there's like, they recover, they become disabled, they die. I mean, it's tragic and exciting. And it's, it's a really, really interesting space to be. You're kind of part biologist, part scientist, you know, part social scientist. Um, it's, I would definitely recommend that people come speak to us or other companies working in this space. It's very exciting. Cool. That's awesome. Anything else we didn't cover that you'd like to, to share today you think is important for, for people? Yeah, um, one interesting thing. So in workers' comp, based on many discussions we've had, we are now developing a new product called a virtual roundtable. And it kind of takes everything we've done in the past and builds into this one beautiful unified system. Imagine that you've got roundtables happening now on specific claims. With our solution, you've got a roundtable happening on, on every single claim, every single day, 
and the roundtable has a series of experts, right? You've got your nurse, you've got your very senior adjuster, you have your medical doctor, you have your accountant, and each one is providing an opinion on whether or not that claim should be reviewed by somebody, what should happen with it, and if there are any like red or yellow flags. It's just, you know, nicer way to bring that concept of AI to a more meaningful place that the industry understands. Tom, it's really been great having you on. For everyone, it's Tom Vicruta, and he is the co-founder and CEO at Evolution IQ. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Josh.